With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Federal government is closed on this Monday. Can you believe it? I would I would not. I would have lost this bet. Would not have thought we'd gotten to this if you'd asked me about a week ago. Even as we left on Friday morning, I thought surely these guys... They just don't want the bad publicity, so they won't let this happen. Uh, Or they'll fix it over the weekend so that we don't wake up and talk about what we're talking about on Monday morning. It seems like it's a net negative for Democrats and Republicans alike. To me, it seems that way. You're listening to Richmond's Morning News, and I'm John Reed. Glad to have you here, whether you're a federal employee on on a holiday today or whether you're um, on your way into work. Uh, Delegate Chris Jones is a Republican who represents uh, parts of Suffolk and Chesapeake. He's also the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee here in Richmond in the House of Delegates. And he joins us now on the telephone. And I got to ask you, as we get started here with the conversation, Chris, what is your take on the federal shutdown? How does that potentially impact Virginia? Have you does it does it impact us immediately or is this the kind of thing that only would hurt us if it goes on for a week or so? Well, and that would all be laying on probably 45 minutes discussing that very topic. Because we didn't know at the time if in fact we would be where we are today. We were hopeful that we would not uh, we're discussing if we if it goes more than two or three days, what's the impact of the Commonwealth? We, were, we had DPB, uh, Department of uh, Planning and Budget, look at the you know, balances of all the federal uh, programs that we have to see what the correct paths would be moving forward. It's certainly troubling that it appears that, uh, once again, Congress cannot get their act together. You know, CRs are acceptable. Uh, and it's good news for us in the Commonwealth. We have to have a balanced budget, and we have a one-purpose rule. And we have to act like adults. Yeah, I mean, there really is a distinction between the way you in the House of Delegates and the Senate have to um, come up with a, a budget versus this charade that goes on in Washington. And, and everybody seems to accept it. Why do you think there isn't a movement to change that responsibility in D.C. too? Why, why is it acceptable for them to get away with that? Yeah, it, that, that's a question I wish I could answer. Yeah. You know, we have to, we can't spend it unless we have, you know, as Rick Brown, former secretary, would say, we're a cash in the bank operation. So if we haven't collected it, we can't spend it. I think it's the, uh, you can just uh, borrow more money and continue, um, you know, business as usual at responsibility. And I think that, in, in the bottom line, end of the day is there's just no accountability uh, or ownership of the fact that um, you know we're 20 plus trillion dollars in debt and no one wants to uh, you know face the music and uh, and deal with it straight on I mean we've got sequestration still hanging over Virginia's head and so you know we have to be very cautious in how we 
uh, you know, appropriate our dollars and, you know, you know, I have a close working relationship with Senators Norman and Hanger uh, in the Senate. Uh, they're my counterparts, and we just and we just take a different approach yeah. because we uh, not just because we have to, because we choose to. This weekend, I talked to some friends of mine who used to work with me in Washington. They run consulting uh, firms and do a lot of work sometimes with the Department of Defense and then other federal agencies. And they're really freaked out because some of their contracts have been put on hold. And, it, and just because uh, the government goes back to work in a couple of days doesn't mean those contracts are going to be uh, immediately reignited. Uh, and that impacts them as individuals and the money they have to spend in their locality. How else does this impact Virginia directly? Well, I mean, that's, you know, contracts, of course, in Northern Virginia, it's um, more of your your contracts down in Hampton Road, just the military. Of course, they, you know, in the CR, they're, you know, they try to exclude or, or protect uh, federal spending. But the real issue that I see, they, they're able to connect items that are unrelated to the budget, and that's what bogs down uh, in, in progress in, in, um, in Washington. You know, we've got you know, programs like Medicaid, there's a lot of programs that have federal dollars, you know, social services, education. And so, we, you know, we just got to see how many how many days we could operate without having to the state, uh, you know, become involved with the funding. Some of the some of the items are reimbursable by the federal government. Right. And uh, so, you know, if we go more than a week, I'll be very curious to see, you know, the, the, the mood in Washington and across the country, because it's just not acceptable, uh, the behavior that's occurring. Yeah, at some point it will, it'll turn on them. But let's talk about the, Virginia's budget, since that's in your direct purview. Uh, I understand you met with uh, the new governor, the, uh, a Democrat, Ralph Northam, to talk about the budget, and you walked out feeling positive about it? Yes, uh, you know, Governor Northam and I have worked together before, probably 10 years ago, on a couple of items. I think one was a smoking ban, and uh, he and I have work together professionally. I'm a pharmacist. He's a uh, physician down at Hampton Roads. And uh, we spent probably an hour together talking about um, budget to include, um, you know, of course, you know, the big issue is Medicaid expansion, uh, cash reserve fund, early childhood education, transportation. Well, let, me, let me ask you about the Medicaid expansion. Forgive me for interrupting. The Medicaid expansion, a lot of your colleagues are against it. The polling seems to show there is widespread public support for it. So what happens? Well, I think at the end of the day, you'll see more Virginians with health care coverage when we leave in March. I think from the Republican perspective, you know, we've wanted more accountability. Uh, you look at some of the states who have expanded is on a straight Medicaid expansion. The costs have um, been much more than they anticipated. You know, some would like to see a work a, a work requirement component. Of course, you could have exceptions to that rule. And, and we do have managed care that operates um, most of our Medicaid, existing Medicaid program. And I think the issue is going to be what do you do with those who are 100%, between 100% and 133% of the federal poverty level. So I think at the end of the day, we'll we'll find a common ground, um, as we have to, because we have to have a budget before we can leave um, here in uh, March. And so I'm optimistic that we will find common ground on that and other issues. And what Um, are the other big budget issues that you're pretty sure you think you can work with the governor on? Well, you know, the cash reserve uh, fund is an issue that uh, was raised by S&P. 
Uh, we use the rainy day fund. You look in, you know, when you look at K through twelve education, early childhood, and higher education. There are two areas: economic development. We worked in the past with previous administration with the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. So you know there are many more areas that we agree upon and can work together than areas that we you know disagree. And you don't think this governor has been. Um pushed to the left by some of his supporters, because there was this discussion that once he won, he would move back to kind of moderate positions, which are more traditional. But then, you know, he got hammered by a lot of um, the big time Democrat supporters up in Northern Virginia and D.C. who had given money to his campaign. So where do you think he is on some of these issues right now? Is he having to tip his hat to those guys or is he going to be the leader that some people expected in a more moderate tone? Well, knowing him as I do, I, I believe that he will be true to what he has done in the past, and I just put Virginia first. Mm-hmm. And he will uh, sit down and negotiate uh, where necessary to move Virginia forward. Um, he is, he's born Eastern Shore, has a passion for um, you know, many things, the environment, health care. Uh, and so at the end of the day, I believe that we, you will see a very good working relationship between the Senate and the House and the executive mansion. Well, that's a good thing to hear because we're not hearing it from D.C. So Delegate Chris Jones, Republican who represents uh, Suffolk and Chesapeake and chair of the House Appropriations Committee. Thanks so much for taking time to join us here on Richmond's Morning News. We appreciate it. Thank you, John. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus